You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Medical information obtained from our website or the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If your pet has or you suspect they might have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of All Paws Pet Talk, this radio show, or their sponsors. And now live in this studio, it's the All Paws Pet Talk call-in radio show with a valuable knowledge and expertise of our panel guests ready to take your call. Listen to the phone number so you may call in live. Take it away, panel. Oh, here we are, Deborah. We are filling in for Annie. For Annie Greer today. Yeah, yeah. Annie, Annie had some uh, prior engagements today, so we Good are for her. I hope she's her. taking care of her life and her business, and, and in the process, we're going to be taking care of her business yeah, on yeah, the yeah. radio. Christopher Amoruso. And Deborah Wilson here with you. Welcome to All Paws Pet Talk Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll ad-lib our little first half hour here, and we'll talk about what we have coming up on our show today. Oh, let me tell you something. We have a fantastic show, I have to admit. For our third show, this is going to be one of the most fantastic shows. We have got Pet Flies giveaway with our trivia. Today we're doing animal ditties. Uh, we're going to have a special guest. Our celebrity guest today is going to be Linda Blair. We're going to have a special mystery guest. And we've got two new segments. We've got a segment called Four Pet Questions for Big Stars. I can't wait for that. And we are going to have the director of Earthlings, Mr. Sean Munson, on the line as well. Now, you've heard of David Letterman and Stupid Pet Tricks. We've got stupid human tricks, and we're going to ask you guys to call in. Next week, we're going to start it off, Christopher and I, talking about stupid things that humans do with their companion animals and stupid things that humans do towards companion animals. I can't wait because there's a lot of stupid out there Yeah, we the have world. lots of that. That could take up uh, an hour and a half. Oh, yeah, but we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it rolling today, aren't we, Christopher? We're going to just start it off with that, hey, and then we're going to hope people will call in next week. Oh, uh, Why also, am I doing this voice? <laughs> I don't know. Also, you know what, Deborah? Next week, which is going to be really, really exciting for us, we have our celebrity guest will be the one and only Joe Montaigne. Mr. Joe Montaigne, ladies and gentlemen. Film actor, television actor, stage actor. I had the privilege of seeing Mr. Joe Montaigne in a stage play here in Los Angeles, and he was brilliant. And star of Criminal Minds. Yes. Yes, and Joe will be talking about his two dogs and his two cats. Yes, and as well as many other films that he's oh, done. Yes. Oh, my, it, it, a plethora. I like using that word because it's not really lethora like leather. It's plethora like pleather. So it's like plethora of, of work under his belt. He's an amazing actor and an amazing human being and happens to be a very wonderful, wonderful, wonderful friend oh, just an, to animals and to Christopher Manaruso. A, a beautiful family, too. Yes. Just a real old school Real good family. Notice I called you Manaruso? I did. Yes. I did. For those of you who don't know that, uh, uh, Christopher Amaruso and I are, are such good friends. We really are. So we're more than, I'm more than just his co-host. I'm his friend. You know, I, I'm, I'm his Robin, so to speak. Mm. Um, uh, and not to, not just Batman, but to uh, Curly Hair. What's the, I'm losing my mind. I'm going to need some medication real soon. Howard Stern. Howard Stern has Robin. Batman has Robin, and I'm your Robin. Aww. So, um, and well, so he's such a quite a he's such a great guy. He's a great celebrity photographer. He's a great, great animal activist, and he's got a great and tremendous heart. So he's just a real, as far as I'm concerned, he a real man. So instead of calling him Amaruso, I call him Manaruso. the Manaruso. Oh yeah, a well earned title. Yes, we give a clap for that. 
We've got clappers in our studio today. Yes, and let's give a great shout out for our sidekicks today, Stella Blue. Hey. And the lovely Daniela. So, okay, Deborah, I'd like to start this off with something that I saw last night. Um, you know, it's the anniversary of Michael Jackson's one year uh, to his death. And last night, Animal Planet ran a special on Bubbles. Where's Bubbles now? <laughs> and although it was quite interesting, the actual the, the, the documentary, it was quite interesting. It was more about LaToya because it seemed like she was the only Jackson that they can grab for this. And it was basically LaToya being reunited with Bubbles. Now, it was quite interesting because I was watching what they did did and how they acted with Bubbles. I mean, Bubbles was actually a human being in that family to a point where he sat at the table, ate dinner with them, um, would do his own thing around the house until he got to a certain age and then he just disappeared. And that was the sad part of the documentary. Now, Bubbles has been gone for about 20, he's 28 years old now. No, he's actually older than that. I think he's a little bit older than that. He's been by himself and all the time he's been away in the last 20 years, Michael has visited him zero times. And I thought that was quite sad because watching this, this, this documentary and this chimp was taken around the world and brought on tour with Michael, put in crowds and put in situations that were, and then all of a sudden when he got old enough, he was just gone. A lot of times when chimps get older, unfortunately, they become aggressive. They do become aggressive, but still, um, still that's kind of sad. It, It says something about that, that, companion human companion animal companion relationship when um when an animal lives out its nature and its course and human beings don't seem to really comprehend appreciate or respect it because that's what it comes down to so i am not shaming or defaming the departed the dear departed but um it says a lot about human beings live or dead when you don't understand the nature of an animal and it just whether it was aggression the, but the nature and the course of the animal says, I, I don't want to deal with it anymore. It's yeah. like, you know, and people, people have a tendency to do that. I mean, when 101, when the animated version of 101 Dalmatians came out a number of years ago, people went out and bought Dalmatians for their kids. When they realized that Dalmatians weren't necessarily the most compatible with children, people were like, well, how do I get rid of this Dalmatian? Yeah. And so it's a drag. Or people get exotic pets and realize, oh, my goodness, this pet is going to be bigger than I expected. Well, if you'd done the research, you would have known that. But uh, what do we do now? And therefore, we have a, a ton of rescues because of things like yeah. that. And now, where is Bubbles exactly? Bubbles is in a, in a sanctuary um, in Florida, and he lives in a um, he's in an enclosure with three other uh, chimps. And he looks great. You know, he looks like an old man. You know, he's all gray and stuff. And uh, I mean, I'm saying that Michael did the responsible thing, of course, because there's no way you can you can keep that uh, primate around and he was doing it to protect his children um he did have him come visit every once in a while but he's there alone now and i just felt like all those years that he wasn't able to go see him and that was what they were talking about is what it have brought up some really bad memories and you know really triggered something that wouldn't have been nice in bubbles you know to see it well, you know what, uh, and that's questionable because that means we'd have to live in the mind of Michael Jackson as well as live in the home of Michael Jackson. And I don't think that was possible for any of us unless we were under the age of 12. Deborah, did you go there? Of course I did. But the bottom line is, um, the bottom line is no, none of us really know the answer to that. But the most important thing is the here and the now and the present, which is uh, Bubbles is in a, an amazing sanctuary. 
um, in great temperatures in Florida, and Bubbles has companionship. Yeah. And that's all we can ask for. You know what? Whether we're humans or whether we're chimps, that's all we can ask for in yeah. life is to, at the end of our lives, to have that warm, loving companion and have that companionship, which, which really offers a quality of life. Of course, you shouldn't have a companion that throws poo at you, but in case you do, at least you still have a well, companion. Well, now he just, he just spits water now. Okay. <laughs> so I can while the water. I would like, I to, the I would like to applaud Animal Planet for that documentary. But I like to give a thumbs down to the Latoya segment. At the end of the documentary, Latoya was walking out and she turned around and she said, let me say one more last goodbye. Oh, Bubbles, Bubbles. And Bubbles comes to her in a cage and she just starts bawling. And she says, all I want to do is touch you and hold you, but I can't. Uh, Another thumbs down right there. Uh, no, thumbs down for that. Right. Mm. Okay, so anyway, we have uh, Sean Monson, the incredible documentary filmmaker from this life-changing documentary called Earthlings. More than a documentary filmmaker, you know what? He didn't just talk the talk. He really walks the walk in his life daily. Daily. Uh, well, I have a lot to, we, well, we have a lot to talk about with Sean because Sean had basically changed my life uh, when I met him many, many years ago, and that's what had pushed me over the edge of becoming full, hardcore vegetarian, and I'm almost, I would say I'm almost vegan now. Oh, yeah. Um, thanks to his amazing documentary film. Um, and by the way, this film, Earthlings, is on YouTube, and I believe, and I'll, I'll get the, the, the correct information, but it's probably in eight different languages. That's how important this film is and how it, it, it really affects a lot of people. So, with that said... We have Sean Monson coming up, and then on to our half hour later on, our hour later on, yes, with Linda Blair, our Pet Flies giveaway, mm-hmm. and our new segments for big questions for big stars and stupid human tricks. And that's gonna be that's gonna be great because we have a mystery guest today calling in ah, for, for, for big questions for, for big, big stars. stars, and also we've got to, uh, for our Pet Flies giveaway. I mean, trust me. We don't just give it away. You're going to have to work a little bit for it. So we have our Pet Flies giveaway trivia. And this time we are doing a new trivia game called Animal Ditties. And we'll tell you about that later. And this is a great one you came up with. I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. That's a little rough. It was a little rough, but I got it. Well, I won't say it was a a little rough for you, but, you know, you, you, you got it pretty quickly. That was more important. Okay, so we will be back. We're filling in for Annie Greer right now. And it's Christopher Amoruso. And Deborah Wilson. We'll be back. Hey, boy, how you doing? What am I doing? I'm creating your own life book. It's a website that's just for you. Remember that picture I took of you pulling off Lisa's bathing suit? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm putting that awesome picture on your life book page. We'll see what comments we get. And that great video we took of you standing on the table with your head inside the turkey? That's definitely going on there. No, it's easy. It only took me two minutes to set up your page. I chose a great theme, and I can connect with millions of other pet parents. I can also create a memorial life book. No, not for Grandma, but we can make one for Fluffy, remember her? And we can even put links to our favorite pet charity. And friends can make donations. People can create their own life book for their pets by going to PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com or they can sign up on the Pet Life Radio homepage. Where's Lisa? She's outside by the pool. Hey, come back here. Create your own life book for your pet. 
PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com. Eat strong. Influenza. Irises. There are times when you need to know if your pet has a fever. But the two-person method of holding down your dog long enough to insert a thermometer is like torture for them and for us. Now there's new Thermopet, the world's first non-contact thermometer for dogs that delivers accurate results immediately. Thermopet is endorsed by leading veterinarians and is economical, affordable, and effective for home use. Thermopet comes fully assembled and it's easy to use. It can scan your dog's temperature in four different areas without any physical contact to your pet. No more rectal thermometers that no one likes. Thermopet is the latest technology that's now available for dogs. It provides both a clear digital readout and it speaks to you in English or Spanish. Go now to www.thermopet.com. That's T-H-E-R-M-O-Pet.com. Or find Thermopet on allpawspettalk.com. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We are back. It is Christopher Amoruso. And Deborah Wilson. It's Friday, Deborah. That's right. TGIF. But not thank God it's Friday because the weekend is coming. Thank God it's Friday because today we have got a fantastic show with fantastic guests, fantastic trivia, fantastic new segments, and fantastic giveaways. And you know what I love about what we're doing? We get to sit by this huge window right now. We're looking at the beautiful Southern California sky. Mm-hmm. And and hummingbirds flying by. I'm getting tan right now while we're sitting by the window. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah. So, hey, let's give out the phone numbers. Um, we have a couple of different numbers for you. We, we have a new text number if you want to text a question to us. And that would be area code 310-245-2073. Okay, and I'm going to have to use my computer, computer voice because some of you have heard it before. And I hope this thrills you for the day. The number you can call in at is 866-826-1347. The number again is 866-826-1340 for call-in only. So that's for the call-in later for the gifts. For the questions, text us at 310-245-2073. That's area code 310-245-2073. Okay, Deborah, we have filling in for Annie Greer on our first half hour today. And on the line, we have someone who I would say is a person that has changed many lives. Um, with his work, he's a documentary filmmaker. He's an award-winning documentary filmmaker, mm-hmm. and his film Earthlings, which is narrated by the incredible Joaquin Phoenix, has been out for a few years now, and has probably been so effective to the animals in the animal world. Absolutely, like the secret changes your life from the inside out. 
Earthlings will change your life also yes, from the he, inside out, but not just about you. It's how you have a relationship with yourself and every sentient being on the planet. It's yeah. incredible. And he has a new project, so we're going to talk to him. Welcome to the show, Sean Monson. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, Sean? So, Sean, I just have to start this by saying that you and I had met, what, is it probably 10 years ago now, it's safe to say? Yeah. Yeah, it's I been think a around time. 2000 we met. Yeah, and when I met you, um, it was on the basis of the, the work that I was doing with the celebrities and the pets, and we were talking about something uh, that we could possibly do together, and you had introduced me to your documentary film, Earthlings, and I remember that night watching it and calling you up and telling you how you just changed my life. You just absolutely changed my life. And well, what's, I funny had, about that, what's funny is, that, just to interject, is that uh, um, I think it was even a rough cut of the film. I was still... Uh, you know, working through the composition of it, and um, which which goes to show that it's not so much the the film. I think that the images, which I'm not responsible for, they're either they're hidden camera images or they're images from activists or eyewitnesses, really speak to people on their own. You know, they people see the way we treat animals, and most of it's hidden. And when they see it, it, uh, it sort of rattles them inside, and then they're never, they're never the same again. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you could just give us, your, in your words, what you touch on in Earthlings and where people can see because I know it's on YouTube. And am I, was I correct? Is it eight different languages it's up on now? We have it up to over 20, actually, at this point. So it's, oh, wow. It's growing. Yeah, it's growing. In fact, we're adding, we've actually found a way to add it in more and more languages easier now. So it should be another, another 20 languages will be added, be added soon. But right now you can find it um, on our website, which is the best place to find it, which is just the film's website, earthlings.com. But it's also available on Amazon, and it's just re- released on iTunes recently. And uh, usually on the Internet, people can find it, too, if they hunt around. It's not too hard to find. And what's great about it being on the Internet, Sean, also, is that the Internet is an international um, medium. It, 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 right. it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can get there and you can look, especially knowing that there are so many cultures around the world that are meat-eating cultures that don't think twice about what they eat and how they eat because it's been a cultural part of their lives um, and where they live for so long. And I think taking a look at that really, really changes lives. In fact, it's like eating that film. You know, eating that – it's food. You know, the film itself yeah. is food, and it's a, a nutritious food, and it's one that will keep you healthy for the rest of your life if you really, really, really absorb it. You know what's yeah. interesting about that, Deborah, is that people will, um, I hear this all the time. It's so funny that you mentioned, uh, you know, different cultures and, and what people eat. And at first, when, I, when the film came out uh, in 2005 and in 2006, when we, re- we released it, uh, people would be hesitant to watch it, naturally. They knew it was about how animals were treated food being a big part of it, even though food's only a, a third of the film, uh, people knew, they somehow sensed that they were going to see something and it was going to affect their choices, what they were going to eat. They just didn't want to know. And what I would hear all the time in regards to culture is they'd say, um, I can't, I can't, you know, I, I'm Italian, I can't stop eating meat, I'm Italian. Or um, I'm Greek. And, and what was funny is that every single nation on Earth used the same defense and I began to think you know what this is no longer really a cultural issue this is a globe this is a human issue you know, mm-hmm. everybody's using their nation as the reason for they they eat it but all these nations are eating it so uh, I pushed them for a secondary excuse another reason apart from some nationalistic identity because because everybody all over the world was eating you know Turkish they were saying I can I'm Turkish I eat meat you know I can I'm from Brazil I eat meat I'm Portuguese 
you know, everywhere. I'm American. Oh my God! It's like I got to eat meat. It's you know, it's so everywhere. It seemed to be so common, which made it that much harder to to get people to look at. You know. Yeah. Well, Sean, we just I just got a, a, a question text to us from Mitzi, and she wants to know what was your inspiration and how did you get into the documentary filmmaking, especially about animals and what what drove you to do this well um really it, it didn't begin as a feature film it was just going to be some public service announcements in fact chris you probably remember that i was working on those and uh, at the time and then um it just gradually grew into like i was doing public service announcements on spaying and neutering so it's a really simple topic something everybody could relate to you give people some statistics for instance in america we we euthanize approximately 30,000 dogs and cats a day, um, which is a, a tremendous number of animals. If you were to, I know it seems a bit graphic, but if you were to pile 30,000 animals in, in, you know, put them in a pile, it's about three stories high. And so to think that, that that's going on every single day in this country, in North America only, um, it was just an astronomical figure. And I thought, well, we should educate on this. We should, you know, spay and neuter. But um, as I was out filming, footage just for that, I remember being taken to one shelter, one animal shelter here in Los Angeles, and they euthanize all these animals and they put them sort of in a large refrigerated room until once or twice a week a a rendering truck will come and pick the animals up and take them away. And there was something about seeing all these animals, even though they were not food animals, they were all dogs and cats, and and some roadkill, for instance, because animal control will will pick up animals that are hit on the street, but it was primarily domestic animals. Uh, and to see them in, the, in this refrigerated room, it was the refrigerated room that really um, made me start thinking of food, animals being kept cold for food, and that's really what split the whole thing open and turned it into uh, beyond just pets, beyond just spaying and neutering. It went into food, and then from there it went into clothing industries, entertainment, circuses, zoos, rodeos, ultimately animal testing. And I, I, I laid in bed one night thinking, this is, this is too big for me. This, I, I can never do this. Who am I to do this? I'm nobody. I'm just this guy with this idea for a film that no one, problem, no one wants to see. But um, I couldn't not do it, to be honest. I had to just gather the footage and put it together and see if, see if it had any positive effect. No. Well, it it did, and I like I said, I, I was just I, w- I I mean I know what was going on, you know, but when like you said, when you're exposed to it, it's completely different, and I think that's one of the things that you had told me um, about Joaquin Phoenix and Joaquin's family is that his family uh, gave them the right to be exposed to where their food came from when they were young and let them decide if they wanted to be vegetarians or something. And I think that's all right. of them decided to be vegetarians because of it. Yeah, the whole family sort of, uh, at least to my knowledge, they were all raised vegetarian. Joaquin said to me himself, he said, you know, I think he was three or four, and he saw these fishermen. Um, they were bringing these fish up in nets, and those that weren't dead, they would sort of throw them against a wall in an effort to stun them or kill them. Or, And it was seeing these fish thrown against a wall that was such a shocking image to him that he, you know, he vowed to never eat an animal again, and he, so, it can yeah, make a pretty thought, amazing impact great. in people's lives. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, sh- oh yeah. Sean, I want I want to just before we have to go, I want you to plug and talk about what your pro- your new project is that you're working on. You've been working on this for uh, the last year. Uh, can you tell uh, us about yeah. that real fast? Yeah, it's called Unity. I've actually been working on it for almost three years now. It's a follow up to Earthlings. It should be out at the end of the year. Um, 
And uh, there's been a lot of anticipation for another film. You know, online people are saying, you know, is there another tool we can use? Because really that's all a film is intended to be, is an educational tool. And I thought, well, there's really no reason to make another movie that shows all this cruelty to animals. I thought that had already been done with Earthlings. And I thought more importantly would be to ask viewers this simple question, which is, why is it that we totally cultivate love, and compassion and empathy on the one hand, perhaps to our family uh, or the inner circle or to the tribe, the village, the nation, you know, what have you. But on the other hand, an attitude of complete apathy and disrespect and disregard for those that are outside that group. And what I find so interesting about this this duality, essentially, is that there's this strict dualism existing in the world today, and this is despite all of the world's combined religions, all of our technology, all of our self-help books, all of our 12-step programs. Despite all that, there is still this empathy here, a complete apathy there. And I thought, um, I want to draw attention to this, because we see even among, even among the animal movement, you'll see, I, I don't mean to say this so strongly, but even animal activists are speciesists in a way. They like certain species. The whales, for instance, the seals, certainly dogs and cats, maybe cuter animals. Cows, chickens, and pigs, not so much. So you begin to ask yourself, why is it if we cultivate love on the one hand and disrespect on the other? And here's the big question. Does that not mirror itself in humanity? And that's what unity is about. Right. Well, we look forward to it. Sean, again, once again, Thank you so much, and it's www.earthlings.com, right. and you need to check out this film. And Sean, you are change your life. you're just an incredible human being, and I'm, I'm so glad to know you. I really am, and thank you for educating me even more now. Thanks, Deborah. Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Absolutely. Have a great day. Okay, guys. Sean Monson. Ladies and gentlemen, do not be afraid to take responsibility for your lives, and I think the opposite of love is not hate. It's fear. Debra, we're, we're going off our first half hour. We filled in for Annie Greer. We'll be back with our show. Yes. And we'll see you. All pause. Pet Talk Radio. Hey, love to read, but just never seem to have enough time to sit in one place long enough? For all of us on-the-go people, Audible has the answer. Best-selling audiobooks for your iPod or MP3 player. For Pet Life Radio listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. Choose from hundreds of today's bestsellers, including awesome pet books such as Bad Dogs Have More Fun by Marley and the author John Grogan, Love That Cat by Ingrid Newkirk, It's Okay to Miss the Bed on the First Jump, and Other Life Lessons I Learned from Dogs by Seinfeld's John O'Hurley, and many, many more. To download your free audiobook today, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash pet talk, P-E-T-T-A-L-K. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com forward slash pet talk for your free audiobook. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, 
totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your paranormal pet's ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, feel, I feel more at home now. This is like, this is our hour now. We're sitting in the right comfort zone. Yeah, we're in our sanctuary, our temple, ready to get it on. Ow! Christopher Amoruso. And Deborah Wilson here at All Paws Pet Talk Radio. We just got off the uh, half hour filling in for Annie Greer. Mm-hmm. And we're here for our show. Deborah. we have an exciting show today. We've always had exciting shows, but I have to admit, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be one of the best shows we have ever done. It is so filled with so many fantastic things. The best show out of our third week. This is our third week. Yeah, it is our third week already. And, 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 and we're topping ourselves. I believe we are. Oh, and the response has been incredible. We just thank you to all the, the emails and the, the phone calls. Speaking of phone calls, I'm going to give out some numbers right now to call into the studio for our Pet Flies giveaway later. Um, 1-866-826-1340. And then we have a new text number. If you want to text your question to us, that's area code 310-245-2073. And you know what? But can I interrupt you for one second? No. Um, <laughs> I guess not. Shut a black woman down. Why don't you? Uh, Okay, you can speak. Okay, thank you. Um, listen, we've got an amazing, an amazing, an amazing guest on today. We have Linda Blair, ladies and gentlemen. Give a clap, clap from the clap section. Linda Blair. Um, and can I, please, can I please say this to our audience? Don't bombard her with questions about the exorcist. We have a rare opportunity at All Paws Pet Talk to talk to someone who is powerful in the animal rescue world. Someone who puts their life out there. Someone who puts their time out there. Puts their money where their mouth is. Walks the walk and talks the talk. Don't go back to the exorcist. Well, that's why I can control that with the texting. Ah, ah yeah, let's baby. Give little, let's give a little shout out to our sidekick, Stella Blue. Stella Blue. And the lovely Daniela. Hey, Deborah. Yes. So today we have our new little segment that we have that will be called Four Pet Questions, Four Big Stars. Mm. Ooh, do tell. And we have a mystery guest today that you don't even know about. No. Oh, by the way, last week, what about Popar Winfrey? She was too much for me. She was out of control. Oh, but you know she what? was so her, out of she'll control. Be back, she'll be back on the show again. Just soon. like Nancy Reagan says, just say no. I loved her. I loved her. She was beautiful. And then also next week... This is going to be a big root and cheer for our special celebrity guest, <gasps> Joe Montaigne. Yay! Star of stage, screen, and film. You know, Joe was in one of my favorite movies ever. What film? You're going to love this. Airheads. <laughs> that was a great film. And a lot of great people came out of that film. Brendan Fraser. Uh-huh. And um, Italian, it's driving me crazy. Oh, my goodness, I need my pills. Where's my ginkgo biloba when I need it? I have mine this morning. I can't think of, I can't think of his name. Buscemi? Steve Buscemi. Yeah. That's what Steve I'm thinking of. Thank you. And then also Adam Sandler. And Adam Sandler, that's right. I still need my ginkgo biloba. I, like say, I just like saying film. ginkgo biloba. Ginkgo oh, so biloba. That's going to be one great show ginkgo with biloba. Joe Montaigne. 
who is uh, now starring Criminal Minds, That's which right. has been doing incredibly well. Does he take Ginkgo Biloba? Yes, he does. I have to say that one more time. I'm sorry. Yes, he does. So today we have our Pet Flies giveaway, Linda Blair. We have our four pet questions, four big stars. Ah, and a segment that you've also created. Yes. Mana Russo called Stupid Human Tricks. Yeah, we have Stupid Pet Tricks, which I think is a very, very bad thing for the animals because there's really nothing stupid that an animal does. I mean, think about that, Deborah. Yes, and if, they're, and if they do do something stupid, it's because we've made them do something stupid, exactly. which makes us twice as stupid. Like an elephant standing on his head. <laughs> uh, and who made them do it? A stupid human being. Yeah, well, okay, so let's start it off with stupid human tricks. Oh, oh, yes. And next week, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to ask you to call in if you've got some stupid human tricks of your own, but Christopher and I are going to start it off for you this week so you see how it goes. Okay, this is a stupid human trick. Well, I would. I don't know if we can put this in a category of tricks but do you know that every year now still over 10 million rabbit foot feet are sold as good luck charms still to this real day. rabbit feet real rabbit feet okay now if some of you who don't know what i do is i do a lot of photographs with celebrities and pets i'm on the board of a lot of different uh organization and animal groups linda blair's world heart foundation i am a on the uh the the ad campaigns for Last Chance for Animals, and one of the most recent ad, ads that I did was for um, Lucky Rabbit's Foot. And it's a great shot that I did with the lovely Daniela. And it has been around since 600 B.C., okay? And I'm just going to give you a little info on this. Now, since rabbits live underground, they were also linked to darkness, witches, and the devil, but were considered to have a protective power against these evil forces, their hind leg was considered lucky because when a rabbit runs, their hind foot goes in front of their, their head. Ugh. So we still have actors, sportsmen, people, and everyday people taking 10 million rabbit feet every year that is sold in different colors. And I just think that that's a stupid human trick. It's not only stupid, it's barbaric. It's barbaric for luck. I, I don't understand it. Get a horseshoe and stick it up above your door. If you get a four-leaf clover and stick it above your door and, and keep it on a keychain, there are so many other things that represent good luck. How about being a great human being? How lucky can you be if you're a great human being? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me that you have to destroy an animal and and cause collateral damage on another life in order to consider yourself lucky. I, I, in fact, I hate saying this, but I hope bad luck befalls you if you walk around with one of them. Shame on you. Yeah. Well, here, there's one other thing I'd like to add to it. It is unclear whether the rabbit's foot charm works like a charm, but the quest to bring Lady Luck onto our side has resulted in millions of rabbits being slaughtered. It is important, though, to keep in mind the fact that the rabbit's foot is ultimately unlucky for the rabbit itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, and it's, it's lucky for the industry that's doing something like this. But you know what? I say let's bring it down. I say we should act like all wrestlers and bring them down. Bring down an industry like that. Uh, you know what? I've got it. I've got stupid. Okay, I've got me, stupid. Let me hear your stupid human okay. trick. Okay. My stupid human trick is not so much a trick. It's a stupid human action more than anything else. But I'm going to put it in, in, the, uh, in the form well, of tricks. Well, because we're calling it stupid human trick. So we'll just kind of. Okay we'll, pl- okay. we'll play it that way. Absolutely. Puppy mills. Anyone who goes out and buys a puppy from a pet store, not knowing where that puppy comes from, I can guarantee you nine times out of ten, you'll find out that that puppy has parvo, that puppy gets sick, and the things you don't know about are the puppy mills that these puppies come from, which means that their parents are overbred, sometimes inbred. The, 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 
the circumstances where they're placed and kept are absolutely disgusting. There's been footage about it a number of times that here in Los Angeles, we are trying to shut down as many pet stores once we have proof, mind you. We're not just crazy about this. Once we have proof that that place or that establishment gets their puppies from puppy mills, that these puppies were born out of puppy mills under the, under the most horrific of conditions, the most horrific of conditions, and you... The people out there buying these pets are paying thousands of dollars for pure breeds, knowing, and if you don't know, I'm telling you, now you know, that there are hundreds across the country of organizations that do rescues specifically for Great Danes, specifically for Greyhounds, specifically for any particular breed you want. People always have a tendency to believe, well, you know, mutts are the only things you can get from rescues and pounds. That's not true. There are so many, so many rescues that have pure breeds. You should look into it. You won't pay that type of price. And not only that, but I'm doing a uh, puppy mill protest here in Los Angeles, California on Ventura Boulevard. If you're in L.A. and you want to come and see me, stop by and say hello to me at Puppy and Me at 13753 Ventura Boulevard this Saturday, the 26th tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. And not only that, but if you keep patronizing these stores, even if you don't buy a puppy, if you buy gifts and stuff from these stores, you're still patronizing these stores. Here's what I say. Go to Walmart. I can guarantee you it's less money. I can guarantee you they'll satisfy your needs. I can guarantee you if you don't have it there, they will be able to find it there. Go to a Walmart where you can get discounted stuff where you're not representing a, a store that is going to use your money to keep perpetuating peppy, puppy mills while you buy gifts for friends or cookies or leashes or collars or cute little clippers and things like that. Go to Walmart instead and buy. And go get your animals. Don't buy. Go, 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 go to um, adopt. Uh, adopt. Don't, Don't shop. shop. Adopt. That's yeah. what I say. So um, did I do enough up there? Did I get all, oh, did no, I no, let it all out? Great. And you know what's awesome about it is that there are places now like Petco. You go to most Petcos on the weekends and you will see pet adoptions all day long out there. And that's a great thing. So let's give a big cheer for that. Let's adopt. Don't shop. Let's give a big cheer to Walmart. And might we say, Deborah, let's revamp what we got coming up on the show today. We're coming back to our four pet questions for big stars. Mm-hmm. We have and Linda Blair. Mystery guest. Up on our, yes, our, uh, that's the mystery guest. And then we have Linda Blair coming up. And we have our Pet Flies giveaway. And our trivia today will be about animal ditties. Ooh, I hope we can fit this all in. Oh, yeah. Because you know how time flies when you're having fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So we will be back with you, Christopher Amoruso and Deborah Wilson. All pause, Pet Talk Radio. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world.
Is your dog fearful during thunderstorms? Or does your dog show anxiety and stress in social situations? Now you can give your dog a therapeutic hug with the original Anxiety Wrap. The Anxiety Wrap was developed by a professional dog trainer and is made of lightweight, breathable fabric that targets key acupressure points to create a calm, comforting effect on your nervous or hyperactive dog. The original Anxiety Wrap has been featured on NBC's Today Show and has received great reviews in many publications, including the Boston Globe. It's used by pet owners, veterinarians, and trainers all over the world. To order the original Anxiety Wrap, go to www.anxietywrap.com. That's anxietywrap.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From ski drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition. This is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We are back. Christopher Amoruso. And Deborah Wilson. All Paws Pet Talk Radio. Well, Deborah, I think we need to get out these phone numbers one more time. Um, we have our question for Pet Flies giveaway later on. Ah, yes. We've and got the trivia of anim- animal ditties coming up. Yes, and we have that phone number is uh, area code 866-826-826. One three four zero. That's eight sixty six, eight twenty six, thirteen forty. And if you have a question that you would like to text to us or our celebrity guest, that we area code three one zero, two four five, two zero seven three. That's area code three ten two forty five twenty seventy three. Okay, so we have a new segment that we're going to try out today, and I kind of like this. This is kind of fun. This is going to be based around questions. For big stars about their pets hmm. or animals that they worked with. And we're going to call it Four Pet Questions for Big Stars. Okay. And today we have a mystery guest. You don't and, know about this? No, and I'm excited. You okay, always have me, great mystery guests. Uh, let me get my mystery guest up on the phone. Hello. Are you there? Mystery guest. Hey, absolutely. How are you doing? Oh, that's so... <laughs> wow. Hi. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, I'm great oh, Deborah, now take, that you're on the phone. Do you want to take a shot at the, the mystery guest? I would have to say that that's none other than Sly Stallone himself, Rocky. Hey, absolutely. It's Rocky Balboa on the line. Yeah. And I'm glad that we got to hook up with you, Rocky. You know, um, I, I guess all of us in this room have been a fan of yours and following your films for years. Yay, lap section. Uh, well, thank you very much. All right, so here we go. This is four pet questions for big stars. Rocky, these are going to be questions about your pets that you were pet guardian to. You love how I said that, pet guardian. Pet guardian. Deborah doesn't call them pet owners. We are pet guardians. Mm-hmm. So, Rocky, um, we're going to start off with one of your earlier films. Um, you had two pet turtles, okay, and it was Cuff and Link. What do you exactly feed your pet turtles, Cuff and Link? 
Now, you know, my turtles get up at 5 a.m. every day to train with me, so of course they eat four raw eggs with me, and then we go for a long run through the neighborhood. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you go running with your turtles? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's interesting. Um, how, how does that actually happen with you running with a turtle alongside of you? Well, I got to tell you, at my age, you know, I need my turtles to hold me up while I'm running. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. All right. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Nice. Okay, Rocky, what I'd like to ask you now is, if this happens a lot in films and in television. Um, what happened to Butkus, the, the dog? that you actually bought from the pet store in the first Rocky movie? Well, I got to tell you, you know, just like what happens to every pet in the movies or TV, they don't get mentioned no more. They did that <laughs> to my favorite show, The Brady Bunch, you know, what they when they did that with Tiger, you know. They did do that with Tiger. That's right. That's You've got a good sad. memory. I'm surprised you still have a memory. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so Butkus is just forgotten about, huh? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Beautiful. You do, you're doing a great job here for us, Rocky. Um, uh, I, can, do you mind if I call you Champ? Why, no, not at all. That's what most people call me anyway. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, Champ. So in your last film, Rocky Balboa, which was titled Rocky Balboa, you actually rescued a dog from a shelter and you named him Punchy. What was he like? Right. Tell me about him. Right. Oh, now, Punchy's one of my best dogs ever, you know. There's nothing like a shelter dog, I got to tell you. They're so loving. You know, I was thinking of starting a clothing line and call it Punchy Wear. Pretty catchy, don't you think? <laughs> now, would you be putting that Punchy Wear on animals, or would you be putting that Punchy Wear on humans? I got to tell you, put on anybody who want to wear it, you know what I mean? It's all about I the money. I think that's a great idea, you know, and maybe you could you could donate the proceeds of that to the rescue where Punchy came from. Hey, absolutely, why not, right? You know, as matter as as much as they say about you, Champ, I think you still have it. Well, thank okay. you very much. Thank you're you. welcome. You're welcome, and you're very polite too. Um, well, I'll try. For your your fourth and final question, Champ. Um, I wanted to ask you, what type of pet will you be getting in the future Rocky films? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I'm planning on making another 12 Rocky movies, and I want to get a pet elephant for the next installment. And I think I'm, I think I'm gonna, think I'm maybe I'm gonna name him Trunks. You get it? Trunks as in boxing trunks. trunks. Oh Pretty yeah, funny. Like, Fox, right. trunks, like boxing trunks. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Oh, you're clever. Very good. Very good. So, wow, another 12 installments of Rocky. I look forward to that. Yeah, well, it's going to be a lot of work for me, you know what I mean? I, I, I guess it would, you know? As long as you keep making them, people keep coming to see them, why not? I'll actually be there. We will be there. Of course, hey, I'll be. I appreciate I'll that. I'll 71, but I'll be there. Uh, well, right, Champ, we'd like you to so thank much. you for coming on for our first installment of Four Pet Questions, Four Big Stars. Would you like to give a sh big shout-out to anybody while you're out there? I'd just like to give a big shout-out to anybody who owns a pet. Ah, not owns a pet, but is a guardian. Pet guardian. Oh, that's right. We can't forget about the guardians out there. Okay, Absolutely. now before you go, will, will, will you also... Now, here's my personal shout-out. Will you give a personal shout-out to Adrian for me right now? Hey, you know, Adrian. <laughs> shout-out <laughs> Thank you. to you. <laughs> hey, Champ, uh, uh, well, I actually have one last question for you, Champ. 
Um, do you still own the, the black satin jacket with the tiger that you purchased in the first Rocky film? Well, that was the second Rocky film. I most certainly do, although it is collecting a few cobwebs in the closet, you know what I mean? Well, maybe we can get you to, to donate that to us and we can auction that off a charity one day. Hey, you never know. Just drop me a line, you know. Anyway. Champ, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, it was this my pleasure. And hopefully we'll have you back one day. You can be an in, uh, in-house guest and uh, we can talk a little bit more about your future plans and your pet elephant trunks. Yeah, good old trunks. Well, I got to okay. tell you, it would be a pleasure. Hey, thank you, Rocky. Rocky! Okay, take care, guys, and have a good one. Bye. Okay, we got to fly now. Wow. Do you believe that? We just How cool. Rocky Balboa, the yeah. champ. Hey. You know, I, I got to tell you, he's, he's, he's on. He may be onto something with punchy wear. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Catchy name, isn't and it? And I like, yeah, I like the name of Trunks. It makes all the sense. Yeah, he's just. Uh, I, I would, you know, what people may More? say about him. He's still got his wits about him, and uh, oh yeah, oh wow, Deborah. We have so much coming up on this show. We have a lot coming up on the show, and we also have, like I said, Linda Blair. And again, let's stay away from all the yeah, Edith, please, Edith. Yeah. Can we please stay away from the Exorcist stuff? Yeah, dear Edith, please. That was okay. That was a bad Archie Bunker, but. You get the idea. Let's really talk about what's going on in the animal world with Linda Blair because she has so, so, so much going on. Plus, we have our Pet Flies trivia giveaway, and today our trivia will be about animal ditties, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm ready to do that as well. And next week, next week, plug next week, Mr. Manaruso. One of my special friends, guests, animal supporters, Mr. Joe Montaigne. Okay, he deserves a clap section for that. You know, I have to tell you something. In being in Hollywood and working with um, so many different celebrities, and I, I get to meet so many people. I get to go to their homes. I get to see them outside. Yeah, of yeah, the realm. yeah. Rub it in. Yeah, I get to see them outside. Of, hey, that's how I met you, Deborah. Uh huh. And the, the the really cool thing about Joe is that he's one of the few people, and I like to put in the category of the nicest, respectable men in Hollywood. Now, Joe. And Henry Winkler, I would put in that category together. And I would also include the words like gracious, humble, just just great, talented, gracious, and humble. And and not only that, but of course, everyone remembers Henry Winkler as the fawn on ha- as the fawns on Happy Days. But he's also a producer. So for some of you that don't know this, he was one of the producers of Hollywood Squares when it was on. Hey, and you know, besides them being a nice people, though, I mean. Amazing actors, too. Mm-hmm. Amazing actors. Uh, Shakespearean as well. I've seen Henry Winkler do fr- break from the Fonz to go straight into Shakespeare. I've seen him do it with kids. He's just an amazing and lovely. In fact, I'm going to tell you a Henry Winkler story real quick. You want to hear it? I would love hey, to. You guys out there want to hear it? Yes. Well, you don't, you don't have a choice. So clap for me right now. Yes. I actually had the blessed and wonderful opportunity of doing the Hollywood Squares. And when I walked in, a friend of mine that had joined me had his, big, had his little brother because he was a part of Big Brothers of America. So I said, well, you've got your little brother. It's a Sunday. It's going to be beautiful. Why don't you bring your little brother? Um, instead of doing an outing, even though we're going to be inside CBS, um, why don't you come and see a taping of Hollywood Squares? Well, when we got there early in the morning, because you usually tape five shows a day, 
Henry Winkler walked over and as a producer was gracious enough not only to introduce himself, not that he needed an introduction, it's Henry Winkler, but he introduced himself and proceeded to stick around to talk to uh, my friend, his little brother, and then offer us breakfast. Now, breakfast was pretty much laid out. A lot of times when you go to shows, if they've got a big budget, then they will have breakfast and lunch and, and, and dinner and catering, basically. And the catering was really good. And he went over to the catering table and said, here, let me pour you some orange juice. Let me serve you. And a human being like that who says, I'm Henry Winkler, I'm the Fonz, and you know what? None of that matters. What matters is, how can I serve you in this moment? And thank you for being here um, and, and brightening our day and, and being here at our show. That says a lot about a human being. And I've always believed, if you want to be a better actor, if you want to be a better anything, be a better human being. And that's who Joe Montaigne and Henry Winkler really are. They're just better yeah. human beings. Yeah, and, and it's funny because I used to go down to Hollywood Squares. My friend, Dave Boone, was the head writer of the show, and he invited us down for the first time. And when I met Henry Winkler for the first time, he was so gracious and so giving that every weekend on Saturday and Sunday, that's what I would do, is go spend Saturday and Sunday at the tapings of Hollywood Squares. It was like a party because Henry used to tell me, it needs to be like a party environment. I mean, it got the work done, but it was just a friendly, loving environment, and he's the most gracious person, and no matter who you bring up to him and introduce to him, he just embraces that person. And so. you know who else is also gracious? You know who else is also gracious? Who's that? Tammy from Pet Flies. Yes. Because she always makes sure we have great giveaways, and this week, we're giving away the Urban Safari Pickup Pals, and it's, it's a little bag that holds um, all your bags for your poop, but it's all in these little animals that have Velcro, so you can put it around your uh, the dog's collar, or you can put it around the leash, and they're great, because it's a great way to carry these little bags. It's a cute way to carry these little bags. It's a fun way to carry these little bags, and that's what our giveaway is. So, thank you, everyone over at Pet Flies. Um, that's PetFlies.com, F-L-Y-S.com, and thank you, Tammy, for being so great gracious and so wonderful to always supply us with these amazing trivia giveaways numbers again to call in the studio 866-826-1340 that's 866-826-1340 great we'll be right back deborah wilson and christopher amoruso ah it's time for school for you and your friends your furry best friends Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host, Pia Silvani, teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, 
the uber cool where pets rule. If you've got a passion for pet fashion and a flair for animal wear, this is the ultimate place to take a peek at what's chic in the world of designer pet fashion and cool new pet products. The Pet Set, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet we are back. Christopher Amoruso. And Deborah Wilson. All Paws Pet Talk Radio. Wow, this has been some exciting day for us today, Linda. Uh, Linda, I'm calling you Linda already. You should, because, because I'd so be excited. that excited. I've, I've, you know what? I don't. That's the first time I've never minded being called by another woman's name. Well, that's because I'm so excited. And the only her. time yeah. I'll ever mind being called by another woman's name, Christopher. Yeah. We've been we've had a great run for the for our first three weeks already, and you know, and it's just getting better and better. And for example, today, our first celebrity guest of the day, you saw <laughs> we had Rocky Balboa before, which is hysterical. Which was awesome. Which is great. Um, now this woman is an incredible, incredible woman. Um, she has created a foundation called the Linda Blair World Heart Foundation. I have seen this woman do some of the most amazing stuff on by herself. I mean, things that five men couldn't do together. And I'm talking about things like going to Hurricane Katrina by herself in an RV and coming back with rescue dogs. And this woman is, she's so little in stature, and she's a vegan, so most people think, well, someone that small, I mean, how could she have it? Because her heart is that big. She has the heart of the world, and which is the perfect apropos name, Linda Blair World yeah. Heart Foundation. So let's welcome to the show, Miss Linda Blair. Ow! <laughs> I'm laughing. Hi, Linda. Hi, Chris. <laughs> uh, Deborah, that's you. Oh Hello? Got us. Can you hear us? A little bit. Are you there? Yeah, we hear you fine. Oh, terrific. So, yes, hi, hi Deborah slash Linda. <laughs> hi, Linda that, slash Linda. That was my excitement about having you on today. I know. Well, I think what I want to tell everybody immediately is that these are two, Deborah Wilson and Chris Amoruso are two of the most amazing people and everything they were kind enough to say about me. But Chris has been by my side with the start of this foundation for many years, and he has helped me to also to, to photograph, to show when we did the anti-dog fighting campaign, and people see those photos, which I think will soon be up on the eBay auction. We're doing a charity auction off of my website right now, the org, and there's an eBay charity auction. And, Chris, I think we probably have another one of those photos or, or, or posters around. And he has helped me time and time again to help uh, raise funds and raise uh, awareness for all of these things. Do you remember, Chris, way back when? And, and Deborah has been out here, and I have Not often enough, and I am sorry about that. On the property with the dogs. No matter how large or small, she was never afraid because there isn't anything to be afraid of. The dogs that we rescue, we, are, we give 150% to these animals, and they know it. And they're not going to do anything other than thank you from the bottom of their hearts for helping them. And Deborah feeds. Deborah cleans. Deborah does all of the things that we have to do on a daily basis. She will come and sweat and work, and she doesn't 
act like a celebrity and she doesn't say, oh, the work is too hard. It's very difficult. We pull hose lines across the property to clean the water buckets, to give them the little baby pools in the summer to keep them cool. We do all this really hard labor, moving rocks and things and stuff. And Deborah's right there, and she has been. So these are two of my closest friends, and I think it's important for the listening public to know a little bit about the two of you, that you do get in there and you do help when people really need it. And and for that, I, I thank well, you. Well, thank you. That's that's for thank us. Yes. yes. But this is all that about you, you right now. And because so. you have stood by me, this is the hardest journey I can ever imagine to help those in need that cannot speak for themselves. In the work that we do at the foundation, it is for animal and human welfare. And people say, well, how does that work? Well, for instance, and Deborah remembers, and of course so do you, Chris, when I wrote, you know, Going Vegan and the book came out. I'm self-published. I paid for that whole thing because I believed in what I knew. And I wanted the public to know. Now everybody's learning. Hey, pay attention to the foods we eat. Pay attention to you know, what you eat, the quantities you eat, what is and in the where food, it's coming from. environmentally, um, all of that. And then that's the human welfare aspect that I care about. And then so many people losing their homes and begging me for help with their animals. And it doesn't matter across the country. We've done what we can to help, and I continue to do so. But it's all, it's a public foundation show. We we work absolutely off of donations. I do everything that I can, but we need the public support. And Chris, you helped me with my anti-dog fighting campaign way back when, when everybody called me the little white chick with too big a heart and, and it couldn't be true. And for years and years, you helped me and you believed in what I, I told you and you saw with your own eyes. And then, of course, Michael Vick uh, brought the whole thing home where people said, well, wait a minute. And they said to me, you know, you must be so upset. And I said, I needed Michael Vick for people to realize that I was telling the truth. I've never lied. I don't lie. I tell the truth. I tell it like it is. And both of you have helped me in spreading that word and being very supportive. And, and that's important. You need people like yourselves that, that get out there and people like the two of you and they'll learn to love you more when they realize you're, you're, you're silly and you're honest and you give good radio, doggone it. Thank you. Well, <laughs> we thank love you. you. Thank you. Linda, I want to ask you what, because the, the, the breed of dogs that you work with are considered the bully breeds. Now, I had taken a trip with you to New York uh, yes. a few years ago, and one of the most horrifying things that I had seen, um, there was a rescue that we had visited there. It was a friend of yours down. It was right by the Brooklyn Bridge, and this fellow there had a lot of uh, pit bulls and Rottweilers, and which were fighting dogs, but he had also brought out a cat at one time. And it, Remember uh. how beautiful the cat was? And he was, it was such a loving cat and had this long hair, and he said, I want to tell you a story about this cat. And he told us a story about how that cat was a bait cat for training these dogs how to fight. And basically what they had done with this cat, which is, this is horrible. They dipped him in a jug of glue and they stuck him to a wall alive. And they were training these dogs to jump and get them to jump higher and higher. And every day they would move the, the cat. I mean, I remember him telling us, and I forget his name, but you, you, I'm sure you remember his name. He said that it took them weeks for them to try and shave the, the glue out because it was so thick and it was just, and this cat still ended up being the most amazing, loving, forgiving animal. And what's wrong with us? 
what's wrong with us? And what's the biggest misconception about these dogs and these and, and, and this breed that gets such a bad rap? Well, I think right there, maybe the listening audience would get a sense of what a dog fighter's mind or a person that does not have for the betterment of society or who is not kind and compassionate. These people are sick, plain and simple. They are sick. They will hurt children. They will abuse human and and people. And it starts with the animals. That's where you can see it because there were not a lot of laws to protect the animals in these cases. And little by little, people were finding out about these horrible atrocities. And as Chris just brought up this story, yes, they for a while were stealing pets and using them and doing things like this where they... I'm not going to talk about it on the air, Chris, because it makes people want to throw up, and of course, and they really associate that with me. And um, the the mentality of these people are sick, and they need uh, to get help. And 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 sometimes uh, if some of them are in jail, and more need to be. But they have absolutely ruined it for these dogs. What they do is they take a puppy. And they torment them in many different ways. And they take them from the mother when they're very young. So the dogs, it, that has to stop, number one. A puppy should be with its mom till at least eight weeks, ten weeks old. I keep mine from ten to twelve weeks old before I would even consider putting them out in the public because they need to be with mom to learn the rules of a pack, to learn what are manners and so on. And then, of course, we do all this hands-on work of compassionate training with them. But they take these animals and then they they keep food from them. They beat them, abuse them. They give them gunpowder. They throw them in closets. They And then they'll put a, another dog in front of them, another puppy, and put them head to head so they think the other puppy has beaten and abused them or hurt them, and that's how they start them fighting. Then they need to move them to what you described, like with the cat, or they'll hang a dog from a tree. They do horrible things. That's what I was talking about how many years ago, 10 years ago or more. And no one wanted to believe me because they said that was so sick, I, I couldn't be telling the truth. Now they know it is the truth. And, and you, so you know what, let me interrupt you for a second, Linda, because is. if there's anyone who wants they're to text a question, this, this is the perfect time. If anyone has a question for Linda, I mean, you can text Wonderful. It. This breed of dog was the original American hero. And we're talking about, so for the audience, Staffordshire Terriers, Staffordshire Bull Terriers, American Pit Bull Terriers, Pit Bulls. There really isn't such a thing as the word pit bull, so people know. In England, they used to take a rat terrier and a bulldog, and they would put them together, and they put them in pits to chase rats. And that's how the name pit bull, like a bulldog, bull terrier. So they, what they were doing was they were putting them in a pit to fight uh, uh, with the rats, and then eventually that was boring, so they put dog on dog. That is the history of it. I, I've been doing this for so many years. But the name is stuck. It's a pit bull terrier or Staffordshire bull terrier. I love this breed. They're funny. They're the closest to the emotion of a human that I've ever met. They're sensitive. They will listen when you tell them what is wrong, but they must, you must learn their language. And that's where, like a Caesar Milan or some of these good behavioralists will teach you and help you to understand their language. They don't speak English. They don't speak human, but we expect them to do so. We expect them to speak English, Spanish, Russian, German, all these languages. And quite honestly, some of them are smarter than most people realize. 
but they're your best friend. They'll make you laugh. They're compassionate. They're great. But they can be a little bullheaded. And you do have to, you really should take lessons and, and so on in order to uh, know how to work with them and how they think. And But they're an amazing dog. And the bad rap really comes off the news media. There's other dogs that have done things that, that are not, you know, are not in the, the best interest of, of the community, but they only pick out the bulldog or the pit bull. And most of the time, they're not a pure pit. Pure pits are not human aggressive. They're not supposed to be, ever. And that's historically, uh, that's historically correct material. They, they are not ever meant to be human aggressive. So that person needs to be turned into the police. Or you call animal control and you say, there is a dog that is very aggressive. Here's the address. What's wrong with this person? Because the dog's not supposed to be aggressive. What did they do to the dog? Or didn't they do? Yeah. Right. Well, Linda, I have a question that was just texting from, oddly enough, a person named... Deborah, not Deborah, but Deborah. Ooh. She's in Simi Valley, and she wants to know what can we do to help out the foundation or the pit bulls. Well, we really, really, really need both um, donations, and that can be anything from um, food. Um, we do Home Depot. We do. Um, we do we, all of our our. Um, Treats and things and cookies and stuff. We go to some of the big stores, which um, will remain nameless. Uh, uh, but we go and we go shopping. And we have to be very frugal with our shopping. We need hose lines. We need volunteers. Um, tomorrow we're going to an adoption and we are asking people to, you know, help come down uh, and, and volunteer. That information can be. Uh, you can email uh, World Heart Volunteers and someone will get back to you. Um, we always need help, but mostly we need financial donations. It's best so we can, can um, disperse the money to medical bills. Spay and neuter um, is, is huge. We're pulling a lot of dogs out of the desert right now. They're just taking them out in the desert and dumping them way far away from people, assuming they'll either live or die. I don't know what's on these people's minds. But we bring them in. We have to physically and emotionally rehabilitate them. And sometimes it's from dehydration, starvation. But I'll tell you what, they really come back very nicely within a couple of months. We get them, you know, up-to-date and shot, spay, neutered. And then uh, when we feel they're ready, we have them at adoptions. Wow. Okay, give out the website again. And the other thing you said, Chris, it is Linda Blair, World Heart, W-O-R-L-D for David, H. E-A-R-T dot org, Linda Blair, worldheart.org. We have the most wonderful selection of dogs from Border Collie puppies right now to seniors. These seniors need homes, foster homes. They, they're they sad being here. I mean, we do everything we can for them, but they, they deserve at least a, at, at the end of their life to feel like they're loved. Doesn't anybody have somebody that can, can do that and help us to help the seniors too? Um, they're free of charge to we take help take care of. There is no, in other words, we don't even ask for an adoption fee for the if it's a senior person. We keep an eye on them. You know, it's not free like oh gee, do what you want with the dog. We keep an eye on you, and you're just part. You're just fostering and helping. You know, so it's like a senior for senior program. Um, LindaBlairWoldheart.org. We have such great dogs for adoption. Dog friendly dogs, girls, boys, from six months to five years, and then the seniors. Well, we, well we, Linda, we have something that we'd like to give you. 
Um, there's a there's a company out now that is called www.idtag.com, and it's called the Smart Tag. And basically, what this what the Smart Tag is is they would like to donate to you for every dog that you get adopted a Smart Tag. And basically, what it is is that you basically create a profile for your dog or your pet online. Now, if that pet goes missing within a 50-mile radius of where that pet was last seen, an alert will go out to every shelter, rescue group, animal clinic, vet clinic, anything around that if that dog is recovered, they will have access to go online and get the profile and all the information if the dog needs medication. It's just a, it's a, it's a great product, and they want to donate it to the Linda Blair World Heart Foundation for every pet that you rescue out, and I think that that's something that's really nice. So that's the smart tag. And the website is www.idtag.com. And I'm sure you have a lot of that, too, because you have a lot of concerns when you finally find a home for a dog that you want to make sure that that dog is very well taken care of. I, I am just so excited about this, Chris. I know we have always talked about all of, uh, you know, I always put a little tag on my dogs that gives my, my information and um, so that people can contact. I, you know, I, they have to show up on adoption day uh, with the, uh, their tag and information. And, you know, you call into whoever the microchip company, but you're just always worried that something can happen because things just do happen or somebody's traveling with a pet. This, this smart tag is just amazing. I, I can't wait because that is exactly what people need. Or if they find a pet, they can look online and, and see what information needs to happen. That sounds fantastic, and, and yeah. I'm, I'm very, very That's excited. For, and and for, we will uh, certainly let people know how great a program this is. That's terrific. Great. Thank you very much, Smart Tag, and thank you, Chris and Deborah, for that. That's great. Linda. We want to thank you for for coming on to the show. We were so thrilled to have you on today. We, we will. I will see you tomorrow at the uh, the pet adoption. That's in Malibu. So if you're in the area and you want to come down to Malibu, and I believe that's at the Colony where the the pet store used to be. Well, it actually is a a pet store down there. They do not sell pets. They are one of the ones that let the adoption groups come in, and um, it is called Pacific Coats Pets. Pacific Coast Pets. It is down in Malibu. This is the first time I've ever driven. So people know we live an hour outside of Los Angeles, 40 minutes from San Fernando Valley, 45 minutes from Simi Valley, and it'll take us a good hour and a half to get down the roads and over the canyons to this uh, wonderful store that is offering us this this uh, day of adoption events. We're all excited. We're actually outside washing dogs as we speak. We have two St. Bernards, Chris. If I may just take a moment and say, for people that realize we do Labrador Shepherds, I am non-breed specific, so there's always something for you. We have small dogs, chihuahuas, um, and... We will have our two St. Bernards that were abandoned and homeless due to a home foreclosure. They are the most wonderful, loving dogs, but they need to be in a cooler climate. And somebody brought them into California. So if you have a cool climate or you're interested, please do let us know because these are dogs that, uh, as long as it's within a, a radius of that where we can, you know, deliver the dogs and see your property and so on, then we uh, we need to find these dogs great homes so that we can make make space and and. Uh, and, and rescue more out of the shelters in the streets. There are so many in need across the country. Please, everybody, adopt, don't shop, 
and check in with lindablairworldhut.org. We need donations desperately. You can go online, PayPal, Visa, MasterCard, send checks, anything. There is no donation too small or too large. We need help. Please, 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 Thank on you. behalf of the dogs. Absolutely. Thank you for what you do, Linda. We will see you tomorrow. Linda Blair, Yay. World Heart. Thanks, everybody. Org. I appreciate it. And congratulations on the show. You guys are terrific. Thank oh, you. Thanks, Linda. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye. And again, that's Linda Blair, World Heart. Org, org, W-O-R-L-D-H-E-A-R-T dot org. And thank you to SmartTag for that amazing gift. That's, wow. So you know what? I think the time was well spent spending all that time with Linda. It's so important. She's such a strong and beautiful woman. And thank you, Deborah, or Deborah, for that amazing and wonderful question that did, had nothing to do with the exorcist and everything about how we can actually help and in getting involved. Thank you, Goddess. Okay. And I think we should do trivia next week. You think so? I think we have a little time. How about, what do you think about this? How about one question then? How about this, uh, Deborah? Maybe we can give it out. If we don't get someone to get all the answers, we can start it off next week and we'll have two Pet Flies giveaways next week. Mm, we can do that. Well, like I said, let's just do one okay, question. Okay, let's try. Here we go. We're okay. doing a Pet Flies Urban Safari Pickup Pals giveaway. Here is the trivia question. Take it away, Deborah. And I'm going to make this really easy on you. Here is the question. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the name of an artist, a musical artist. Okay, and I'm even going to give you a hint about the song, and you have to name the title of the song. All of the titles have the name of an animal in it, okay? So there you go. Animal ditties. Again, all of the names ha- of the songs have titles with animals in it. I'm going to give you the animal. Um, oh, not the animal. I'm going to give you the artist, the musical artist, and a hint about their song, and you give me the answer. Okay, and I'm going to make this one easy since there's only one. Here we go. Elton John remembers when Rock was young. He and Susie had so much fun. But do you remember the title? Again, that's Elton John remembers when Rock was young. He and Susie had so much fun. But do you remember the title of the song? And again, all the song titles have animals in the name. So what is the answer? And again, that number to call in is 866-826-1340. That's area code 866 866- 826-1340. Or you can text Chris at area code 310-245-2073. That's area code 310-245-2073. And again, Elton John remembers when Rock was young. He and Susie had so much fun. But do you remember the title? So that's all we're going to do is give them one. I think you could have given him. Oh, two we today. can give him one for now because you know it was so amazing, and, and Linda was she's she's amazing, and she's inspiring, and she's strong, and she's powerful, and she's real, and she's dedicated, and she's devoted, and she's committed. Um, and I think the time was well spent with Linda. So we'll just do one, and we'll keep them guessing next week for more either animal ditties or definitely more trivia. So again, last time this is the last time I'll give out this question. Okay, and all you have to do is name the song. It's got an animal in the title. Elton John remembers when Rock was young. He and Susie had so much fun, but do you remember the title? And again, that number is 866-826-1340. That's 866-826-1340. Or text Chris at area code 310-245-2073. That's area code 310-245-2073. And you know what? You know what next week we should also do while someone's uh, texting or calling in? We got to do our shout outs. I would love for you guys do a shout to, out. Do to a call shout out. out. I'm going to do a shout out right now to Mr. Dwight Norris. 
in Blountsville, Alabama. Alabama. Alabama, who runs the rescue Samson Sanctuary out there in Blountsville, Alabama. And like Linda, he works on his own. He does it himself. He's got everything from primates to emus, emus to ostriches, ostriches to pigs, pigs to sheep, sheep to dogs, dogs to cats. And he is an amazing and wonderful human being. And I am so grateful to call him my friend. See you next week, honey. So, again, that is a big shout out to Dwight Norris from Brownsville, Alabama, out there with Samson Sanctuary. And next week we have the Joe Montana Show. Yes. How wonderful. Hey, Debbie, you want to hear something really funny that I did recently? I went to go visit Joe on a set of Criminal Minds. Mm -hmm. And I they have the morgue set up there. You know, because it's Criminal Minds. And I actually jumped in the box and went in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> was that fun? You know, it was kind of was interesting. It fun playing dead? Like, like yeah. a, 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 human beings get their dogs to play dead? It was kind of interesting, and, and I took a great photo of it. I'll post it up online if you guys want to see it. Uh, you can go to www.chrisaphoto.com, and I'll post it up there. It was, it was quite interesting to do. Yeah, but it's also quite interesting to go visit Joe Montana on a movie set. How great would that be for a giveaway one day, huh? Maybe we can talk about that with Joe. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, I gave that question out. I'm not going to give it again. And those numbers are 866-826-1340. That's the call-in number. Or you can text Chris at area code 310. And we're cutting it so tight here because we're coming to the end of the show. <laughs> okay. But if not, we'll start it again next Friday. That's that's what's great about, about shows like this. We'll be back. We will be back. Okay, we have one minute. So what, let, you know what? We have somebody in line, but we won't be able to get it. We got Rob on the line, but it's we're not going to make it. So if Rob wants to call back, we can hold on. Um, we'll, we'll pick. We can do it off two. the air. Yeah, well, we have Rob on one. So Rob, if you just hold on, we'll get to you after the show. If not, and if he doesn't get the question right, we'll have that as a second gift for next week. Absolutely. So, all right. So let's do a little recap of the show today. We had. Um, we had the mystery guest today, Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. We had the amazing filmmaker, Sean Monson from Earthlings. And Linda Blair. The fabulous Linda Blair. And two new segments. Four pet questions, four big stars. And awesome. stupid human tricks. Awesome. We want to thank you. Deborah. thank you so much. Let's go out and enjoy the rest of this sunny day. We'll go jump in the hot rod and go a little cruising. Yeah, tell Eric to hang on. Let's see if he can get that right when we get off the air. It is Christopher Amoruso and Deborah Wilson. All pause. Pet Talk Radio. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.